What's up everybody and welcome to B2B Made Simple. If you're passionate about marketing, you're in the right place. Whether you're doing marketing for a brand new startup or a $100 million enterprise, you'll learn strategies that'll help you build a solid team, impact your pipeline, and look like an absolute rock star to upper management. Why? Because these guys are the pros. They're not pretending to know the industry, they're in the trenches on a daily basis. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the co-founder of One Click Agency. We build websites for B2B companies, and I'm also the co-host of this podcast. If your goal is to become the marketer everyone else looks up to, keep listening. All right, guys, what is up? Today, we have an awesome guest. Today, I have Sam Moss. Sam is the owner of One Click Agency. They build awesome websites, and he's here to talk about the value of a website, why you need one, what you need to have on them, and what you do not need to have. Sam, how's it going? Going good, man. I appreciate you uh, inviting me on. I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah, likewise. So um, let's get started. Blank slate. Tell me about your background and how it led you to marketing and websites. Yeah, so um, I am a partner with my dad up in um, Elmira, New York, which is probably nothing that anyone's ever heard of, but it's upstate New York. And uh, we design and build websites for, for small businesses and business coaches, um, basically just getting them on the internet and helping them stand out online. And I had gotten involved with it um, back when I was in high school, believe it or not. My dad had been doing the same thing with the business and he's like, is this something you want to do together? And we've been able to build it from there um, and help um, people that need to get on the internet and just don't really know what they're doing or they know what they're doing and they just don't have the time um, to do it. And they're like, you know what, this is not something I want to do anymore here. Um, so those are what, that's what we do and kind of my background and how I got involved. Okay. So I, I've asked this, um, this is one of my favorite questions and I'm sure you're going to have an insightful opinion. What do you feel like the role of a website is in 2020? Because I feel like, let's say 20 years ago, like if you started a small business, you didn't really have a business until you had a website, mm -hmm. right? Like that was kind of like your place on the internet that people would go search for your stuff, actively search for your stuff. And if you didn't have a website, like you basically didn't exist online. Mm -hmm. I mean, today, I mean, I would argue that some businesses could survive with just landing pages, sales pages, email marketing, a Google My Business listing. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you think? What is the role today, 2020, of a website? Yeah, so all of those things are fantastic tools, but they all point back to one thing, and that's the hub, which is a website. So that's what I tell people. It is great, and you do need tools like Facebook, Google My Business, um, LinkedIn, all of those things. But what you need to remember is you don't own them. So they can disappear at any time. So for example, um, a good friend of mine, he hosts uh, a conference every year and they had probably 13, 1400 followers, maybe even more or uh, likes on, on their Facebook page. And they were live streaming and they had a song playing the background of a YouTube mm -hmm. video and they had no idea. They weren't, you know, putting anything inappropriate online. It was just an accident and mm -hmm. Facebook, no warning their page is gone. They won't let them create. They've tried three or four times to create a new one gets taken down. They didn't own it. They made a mistake and they went against the guideline. And that is just like, Oh, that hurts. They had that following on Facebook. They, they were getting a lot of engagement and it's gone. Mm -hmm. I mean, not saying that's the same thing that's going to happen to someone else, 
but when you own a website, it's yours. Um, you can do with it what you need. There's no community guidelines to your website. There's nothing you can do. What happens if LinkedIn disappears tomorrow? You know what I mean? Things happen. The same thing happened with Vine, for goodness sake. I know it's like a little while ago, but the thing to remember is you don't own um, those platforms. You own your website, and it's gr a great place to build authentic authenticity um, when people come to it. So let it be the center, and everything else can be the tentacles that kind of go out that point back um, to that center stage of a website. So that's obviously my opinion on it. I'm a website guy, so I'm like preaching it, but uh, that's what I found. So yeah, that's funny what you said. I mean, um, two, two quick stories. I mean, I had a Facebook account mm -hmm. that was shut down two weeks ago. Uh, and I mean, it basically was like the offer, I think got flagged for being like too good. <laughs> and like I had emailed like Facebook customer service and which is terrible. No, and then yeah. like a week later they emailed back and they were like, Oh, okay. Well we just, um, we revised our decision and you're okay. Uh -huh. I'm like, well, what about that time? Like I can't yeah. like, redo it, you know? Like, mm -hmm. and it was, it was a month long campaign. So literally like I lost like a month, like a week and a half on a month long campaign. And then the guy was like, well, you know, there's no point in starting it now. The client yeah. that I was working with. The other thing that you mentioned is, um, about like using like music especially if you don't own the rights to it yeah like youtube will just like shut you down and it's all automated like they literally mm -hmm. will if you could have a conference that you're posting online and if you have one song in there for three minutes that you don't own your videos mm -hmm. your they will strip out your audio it's gone yeah and now you're like well, what is this like a bunch of people just like moving yeah. around so um totally that's a it, it's a great point about how you own um, like you own your website. And I mean, I think the thing is ultimately like if you can turn website visitors into leads, if you can get their mm -hmm. contact information, then you really can like market yeah. to them um, all the time. But yeah. yeah, your point about like with Facebook followers, I mean, like the algorithm changes, platforms mm -hmm. come and go. So, um, and to add, it's I have nothing against any of those platforms. I'm mm -hmm. on pretty much all of them, use them almost daily. Um, but it all should point back to something you own in case something were to happen. And you know, you can only do so much with a Facebook page or a Google, my business listing. Um, you're kind of limited to what they offer with a website. You can do whatever you want. You can customize it. You can add whatever information. Um, don't, don't be limited to what other platforms are providing. I mean, a, a website is yours just plain and simple. So, mm -hmm. So um, I know that you have something about, um, I think it's a document about the five mm -hmm. biggest mistakes that people make mm -hmm. on their website. Why don't you tell me like the most important one, or the thing that you see most often that people will screw up on their own websites? Yeah, so the biggest thing that I see is they will put way, way too much text um, on, it's called the header, so we're gonna get a little technical here. Um, when you get to a website, you land there, and without scrolling, that's what we call a header. So that's where they plant way too much text, and it's overwhelming. Um, so what we see is they'll just pump that area with text because they feel like they need to say every single thing about their business as quickly as possible. But really what you need to do is hone it in to a sentence or two that mm -hmm. gets them to scroll. Just like you would see a news article on you know, Fox, CNN, whatever it is, they want, they want you to click. Uh, it's the same thing with your website. You don't want to overwhelm a website visitor and that's what we see as the biggest mistake that um you know clients make and it's it's easy to make i can see why it's an, an easy trap to fall into um but man the, something i say is like 
if it makes my brain hurt to sit there and try and figure out what you do, I'm gone. And that's the same for a lot of people. So the biggest mistake is just make it clear. Don't try and bog down. Words are great. They're great for SEO. Put them a little bit further down the website for people like the logical buyer that wants to find out more about what you do. But not everybody is that logical buyer that's going to dig deep and want to read, you know, this bucket brigade of text. Um, so just simplify it and then get a little bit meatier as you go down the page. So that's my, the biggest mistake we see that customers make. Okay. I think, you know, I feel like that is a really um, expert tip and maybe like the way I, I mean, what you just said is sort of the way I look at um, like headlines mm -hmm. or like an email campaign. Like the most important part of an email campaign is the subject line. Yeah. And the subject line has one job. And it's just to get people to read further, whether that's something that's logical or even like an offer that's too good to pass up or something that just sparks an interest or curiosity. Mm -hmm. I think what you're saying is the same thing. Like that website should just say, what, what's in it for the customer or whatever that yeah. thing that has to be that gets them to say, okay, well, I want to learn for, I want to mm -hmm. check, check out more. I want to see the contact us page. I want to see the about me. I want to see the services offered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, if they want to look further, there will be people that do provide them with the information, but upfront, man, it's just a headache. I don't want to sift through paragraphs trying to figure out what you do. It's just yeah. meaningless information for most of us. <laughs> so when you're, when, when you're advising people or building websites for people, mm -hmm. um, do you like how far in detail do you go explaining the services that, that people are offering? Um, so we go as deep into detail mm -hmm. as it, as we need to get a clear message across. So okay. I know it's kind of like, oh, well, thanks. It really doesn't help. It doesn't really matter how deep you go as long as you don't use too much industry lingo because that will be a shutoff for someone who's new to figuring out what you do. Um, so you can go deep as long as you can explain it in a clear way that's not going to confuse them. Um, I mean, that's what a website, you could put as much content as a, on a website as you want. There's no rules. Um, but what I found is the fluffier content, the value that you provide should be one of the first things, um, the problem you solve and then how you solve that problem can be further down the website because people will look, but not everybody will. So don't overwhelm them at first. Um, but you know, like I said before, deeper down the website, you go as, as far into detail as you want. Um, because I'm sure for some businesses, they have a lot that they need to say. And a lot of people are trying to do that research. So perfectly fine to put that in there. Yeah. Okay. So um, a large part of the audience is business coaches and personal coaches, yoga coaches and consultants. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like the biggest thing that these coaches miss on their marketing in general, like either with their website or with anything in marketing? Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest things um, that I see is they position, position themselves as a hero. Um, and if anyone's familiar with StoryBrand, I know we talked about it before, um, the hero of the story needs to be your customer. Um, so as a business coach or an author or a speaker, it's very easy to say, look how much I speak and get out. Um, here's my accomplishments. This is, I built this company and helped this company to a million dollars in sales. And that's all great. And it provides, um, you know, credibility to what you do. Um, but the customer wants to know what's in it for them. Um, and I think on a website, that's the biggest mistake that the industry of business coaches and financial coaches and really anything in that um, niche, that's what they do is they, they talk about themselves a little too much and they really need to, to shine that spotlight 
back on their customer with the words they're using. Um, and it's really just a mindset shift. Yeah. So, um, I know you've worked with small business owners as well as some business coaches. Mm -hmm. What would you say the biggest difference is, um, with the way that a business coach would market themselves? Cause I feel like they're like, you know, if you run an e-commerce business, it, your, your goals aren't even the same as if mm -hmm. you're a business coach. Can you talk to that for a little bit? Yeah. So as a business coach, you are essentially selling yourself. Um, so I would say really push the personal connection. And again, it's not to get the spotlight on yourself, but to shed light that you're a real person, that you're going to be fun to work with. You're going to be enjoyable to work with. Um, so that, that's where the main difference is. I mean, an e-commerce business, who knows who's you know running the business. And it's not so much of a personal connection, but if you can make that personal connection on a website of a business coach and a, you know someone that gets out and helps businesses, that's so huge because you're going to be working one-on-one. -on -one. Obviously right now it's, it's probably a little bit different than being in person. So zoom, but people want to put a face to the name. Um, so that's where it's okay to the shine the spotlight a little bit more on yourself, but as soon as you can turn it back around and put it on the customer. But I would say, keep it as personal as possible um, while still highlighting the customer. Uh, great answer. Um, so you, you mentioned it briefly there. Um, you know, it's 2020. We are uh, still in the middle of a pandemic. Uh -huh. um, how have things changed for you since I know um, I'm in Austin, Texas and probably about the middle of March, things sort of got shut down. Mm -hmm. um, how have things changed for you, for you personally in your business? Yeah, so we had a, a number of projects that kind of got pushed to the wayside, um, understandably. Um, we work directly with businesses, <laughs> so uh, right. obviously budgets get cut. Um, so that took a little bit of a hit for a couple of months, but up, we're in upstate New York for those who are, of you who are listening, which is a little bit different than what's going on in New York City. So we're about four hours from there, and we're in like pretty much the boondocks compared to that, um, a small city up here, but it's pretty much been reopened um, just because of the, the low amount of cases. So we were kind of ahead of the, the curve here and got things up and running, um, which has been great. Um, but for us, one of the things that we found was just because some businesses um, didn't need help on their website and they were like, man, we're hurting. Other businesses, for example, some business coaches had some more time on their hands where they were like, hey, let's get some projects done on the website. We had some commercial cleaning companies that were blowing up, um, trying to help office facilities get clean and they needed help. Um, so just because we had some go to the wayside doesn't also meant that some rose up that we weren't even in contact with before. So it all kind of evened out in the end and now um, we're rearing to go and businesses are opening back up. So it's pretty exciting. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, I mean, I talked to people who, I mean, some businesses are just like in the tank. Yeah. Um, some are doing great. Uh, I talked to a guy the other day and he's like, well, May was our best month ever. June, we did twice of that. And now in July and August, like the phone is totally dead. So see for us, it was the very beginning of the year. So Q1 was phenomenal. We were really excited. And then it really caught up with us in June and then July and August are when things started to, to kind of steamroll a little bit, which has been great, but it may just be the area that he was in. Maybe it uh, still a little bit slow because of Corona. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, Q1. I remember it well. Yeah. <laughs> we could walk around the streets and give each other hugs and eat ice cream. Oh my gosh. Um, so I'm going to shift gears for a sec. So I know, so we connected on LinkedIn. 
Mm-hmm. And I know that you have a really strong presence on LinkedIn. Um, do you think you could provide a couple of tips for people that are trying to grow their following? Because I see you, I see your content, you got a ton of engagement. What are you doing that's working? Yeah, so one of the biggest things that I have found is put in the time to comment on others' um, posts. And it's more than just a, I love this, clappy hands, clappy hands emoji. You know what I mean? One of my, (laughs) and of course, if time is an issue, um, sometimes I leave those comments. It's fine. Um, But if a bot can leave the comment, it's not thoughtful enough, in my opinion. Um, So don't leave botful. I don't know. It's not even a word, but thoughtful comments. um, But be real. um, Provide value. Um, so really just encourage those people that you're building a relationship with. Um, even if you don't know them really well, it's, it's so cool to be able to comment, um, because they're like, Oh, this guy cared about my posts. And a lot of times they will, um, return the favor and they'll start following your stuff. So the biggest thing I've learned is just be commenting. Even if it's find 20 posts a day that are kind of in your industry that you can provide value to, you know, business coaches are listening to this. Um, there are so many on LinkedIn Comment on those if you're trying to market to small business owners. Comment on their posts if they post some great content. There are so many great accounts on LinkedIn to follow that you can just continue to add value to that will eventually start to steamroll what you've got going. Um, Just be genuine. Be a real person. And uh, it doesn't happen overnight by any means. Um, And there's really no hack, but there are some great tips. And I I would say that's my number one that I found is just comment and get your content out there and eventually people will start to engage. Yeah, that's a great tip. And it seems so kind of simple and self-explanatory. Yeah. Yet, like you see on LinkedIn all the time that people mm-hmm. are like, just like jamming your inbox and they're like, hi, I'd like to schedule a meeting yeah. to tell you all about my business. It's like, <laughs> who, who are you? Who, yeah, who exactly. You I've never even met who you Who made you think I wanted that at all? Mm-hmm. And, it's, mm-hmm. and like even furthermore, it's like you could have done five minutes of research and figured out that I already have something that takes care of that. Yeah. And they um, just didn't, they didn't care. It's just spam. Yeah. No, I, I get all those too. It's people, I think people are kind of turned off to LinkedIn because of that. But within the past three months, I've been able to see, oh, wow, there's so much value here mm-hmm. and potential. I mean, I learn every single day. It's one of my favorite things to do on LinkedIn is just learn. Um, and what's cool is once, so for example, business coaches and executive coaches, you can learn from other coaches and not saying you need to copy what they're doing, but you can repurpose an idea that you found somewhere else. I, I do that all the time. I'm not stealing ideas or anything, but you can put a new spin on it that people haven't heard, um, and just represent it. Um, so it's not like you have to come up with posts, you know, every single day, something new that you've never thought of before. So it's a little bit easier than you might think to start doing it. Yeah. That's called modeling. Modeling. I've never heard of it called that. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, nobody's really like inventing anything new, but mm-hmm. you like have your ideas, all of the things, all of the experiences, the things you've learned, you put your own mm-hmm. little special sauce on it. Yeah. And there you go. Um, yeah. It's funny. Like on LinkedIn, um, I think I heard that approximately it's between one and 3% <clears throat> of the people that are on LinkedIn are actually creating content. And I think like at least 50% of people aren't really even active on LinkedIn. And I feel like there's a bunch of people that are like, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. They go on and they're like, 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 and they leave and they think that's like really helping anything. Um, I think one of the things they, I think one of the things they fall into is they're not even following the right people because that was my 
dilemma at first mm-hmm. is I was just like, oh, this is boring. There's nothing on here. But once I realized that as a marketer, there are tons of other marketers and mm-hmm. for our, your listeners as business coaches, um, there are plenty of other, you know, business coach, uh, influencers, I guess you can say on LinkedIn that have great content and it's like, Oh, I never knew that. Or this is so good. I would love to, you know, model, I guess, like, like you said. So for me, I just was following the wrong people and wasn't connected to people I was actually interested in learning from. So I would definitely do research, you know, if for those of you listening, do some research to figure out your niche and what your industry is and who you want to learn from, because there is so much value Mm -hmm. on it. Just follow the right people for one. (laughs) Right, right. And I think, you know, like, I don't, I don't dislike that people are like trying to hustle and -hmm. reaching out. Like, you know, that's how sales works. Mm -hmm. But it's just a matter of, um, you know, kind of building that brand and that awareness, Mm -hmm. that like, like, know and trust factor. Um, you know, there's a quote that like I've been like stewing about and people don't care what you know until they know who you are, That's you know? Right. And it's like, you can like walk into, you know, before, um, and the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. you can walk into like a networking meeting and be the smartest person in there. But mm-hmm. if people don't know you, they, they're just not even going to listen to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's the same thing on LinkedIn. If you just connect with somebody and you're like, Hey, you should do this product demo. Like, I don't even know you, you know what I mean? You no Bill idea. Gates and you're like, I don't, I don't know you yet. Exactly. You know what I mean? But I think mm-hmm. what you said is, is really helpful, not only for building your own engagement, your own awareness for learning as well. But like, if you want to start like getting to know people and build relationships, like that commenting process and like that resharing, I mean, it doesn't matter how big the star is, how, how big yeah. that person is. People love when you're like tooting their horn. When you are, when you're sharing their content and then it's so much easier to be like, Hey, you know, I saw, you know, we were commenting on this thing. Hey, I thought I'd reach out because I can help you with blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then it's a lot easier. Like it's just, people are going to be a lot more receptive to that. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the tips that you're saying are, are really gold. And, um, you know, the, the other thing is like, obviously like Facebook, it's so saturated mm-hmm. you know like your your facebook posts are just like flying in the wind like yeah but linkedin it, it's not like they have i think it's like 600 million users mm-hmm. and they're trying to get to 2 billion right. so if you're on the platform today if you sign up today like you're still an early adapter you know yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's not too late you. for you to get started that's one of the things that i had <laughs> thought um, and I don't remember who was saying this, but the, Gary V apparently had said, you have about a year and a half before LinkedIn turns into Facebook. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh man, like, is that enough time to build something? And I don't know if that's going to be accurate. Hopefully not. Yeah. Um, hopefully it stays the way it is. But, um, I'm just like, is it too late for me to try and get something going? And a, a few months ago, I was just like, you know what, let's just post some stuff. And going back, <laughs> looking over my other stuff, I'm like cringing bad. Oh At, yeah even two months ago what I was posting, I was like, Oh, that was awful. I, you just fine tune what you're doing um, mm-hmm. and get better at it. And I am a hundred percent not a pro by any means. I just put it out there. Um, you know what you're good at, find a niche that you want to talk about um, for business coaches. Obviously it's going to be um, how to grow a business or even get even more um, fine tuned and say how to manage your staff or your employees or how to be a better leader or, you know, there's plenty of niches that you can talk about and just talk about what you know follow people that provide value in that area and go. And one other thing um, I'll mention as a, a great tip that I've recently started doing is if someone comments on one of my posts, 
Um, not only do I respond to the comment, you should always do that. Even if it's like a couple emojis, thumbs up, you know what I mean? Um, I always at least try to jump over to one of their recent posts, um, and engage there just to return the favor to know like, Oh wow, he cares enough to look over here. And eventually, um, it keeps going back and forth. And I do that with quite a few people where they've kind of caught on and they know it's, it's more of a comment for a comment, but we're just helping each other out. Um, and that's a great, um, way to go is what I found is just return the favor. Yeah. That does. Those are great tips. Um, so you hit on, um, like a Gary V forecast. Mm -hmm. Um, give me a Sam Moss forecast for marketing. Let's say it's like a year, five years, 10 years. Um, bring out your crystal ball and tell me where, how is marketing going to change? Yeah. So the, when you gave me this question a while ago, I was like, man, that's such a good question to think about. I don't really know, but I, what I came up with was whoever can tell their story the quickest and the clearest will win. So with the least amount of words possible, whoever can tell what their business does and how you're going to impact someone else, whether it's B2C, B2B, that will be the company that stands out because right now so many businesses are around and even, you know, in this, in, in this culture, people want things so fast that they don't want to read. It goes back to what we had talked about before with way too much text on a website. And I think in the future, that's just going to get worse. People's attention spans are going to shrivel up even more. I think it's like seven seconds now, maybe even less industry standard for someone who comes to a website. That's how long you have to capture their attention. Um, I mean, people's attention spans are so short as it is in this culture of, I want things now. So one of the ways that I see in the future of rising to the top is explaining exactly what you do in a clear way, what value you provide, what problems you solve in the least amount of words as possible. And that's where I see marketing going. That's great. So like a, like a heavy emphasis on succinct messaging, copywriting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What you said, it's like seven seconds. And, you know, if it takes three seconds to load because you have a crappy website, well, you know, sorry, buddy, yeah. that, that, that counts too. So and now that's is why the time, now is the time to practice it. Um, mm -hmm. Get it clear now because it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. Yeah. People, I mean, Gen Z, for example, I mean, we don't do a lot of marketing to that age group, but eventually they will be, you know, the next business owners, they'll be the next entrepreneurs. I mean, a lot of them are. And you need to catch that attention span so fast, even faster than what we're dealing with now. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's just the content is just everywhere. So mm -hmm. if you're able to like cut through that. Um, so what are the um, like business leaders that you follow? Or do you think you could recommend a book or two that would help people in marketing? Yeah. One of my all time favorite um, marketing gurus, business guru, um, his name is Donald Miller. I'm sure a lot of people listening are familiar with him. Um, what he teaches applies to nonprofits. Basically, if you use words to sell, then you should be listening to what he does and reading his book. So, um, as a business executives, coaches, um, you know, anyone that's listening to the podcast, this will apply. Um, or if you have some business owners listening, this will apply some nonprofits, whoever's on here, his content's just phenomenal. So it's, it's called story brand is his company. And he has two books, um, that are based around that topic. So the first one is called ironically building a story brand. And it talks about a lot of the things that we've talked about today. So being clear with your messaging, um, telling a story, inviting your customers into a story, not being the hero, 
um, positioning the customer as a hero. Um, he really highlights those points in the first book. And then the second book that I would recommend after reading that one is called Marketing Made Simple. Um, and again, this can apply to any business, any website. Um, and he really gets into the nitty gritty. So this one is also by Don Miller. He gets into the nitty gritty on how to apply the first book. The first book is like a thought process and it, it definitely has things you can apply. Um, but the second one I love because it's like, oh, I'm, I'm such a like, I want an exact process on how to do something. It's just who I am. And that's what I loved about the second book. So highly recommend both of them. Um, and Donald Miller, he has great podcasts, great content. He sends out like a daily email with business tips. Um, so go check him out for sure. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I read story brand. That was really great. I and mean, it's like 150 pages, but um, so yeah, <clears throat> he, I don't know. He just lays out like messaging mm -hmm. in a very clear and easy way and effective way. So mm -hmm. I also like that. Book. Phenomenal. Sam, man, this has been amazing talk. Um, where can people get a hold of you? What are you promoting? Um, how can get people get in touch with you? Yeah. So there's a couple of ways. Um, right now, obviously, um, you can go to my website, ironically, right? Website guy. Um, so the name of my business is called one click agency. Um, just go to oneclickagency.com. You can either spell it out, use the number. It doesn't matter. It goes to the same place. Um, and we talk about websites there and then, um, also on LinkedIn, if you want some marketing and website tips, that's what I talk about. Um, so every day, for the most part, I'm posting on there and you can just look up Sam Moss on LinkedIn. I don't remember the exact handle, but I'm pretty sure you could find me if you uh, go to um, just type in Sam Moss. So those two places are where I'm at and uh, would be happy to connect with you. And uh, even if you have some questions, um, I'd love to, to help you out there. So. All right. Awesome. Sam, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Thank you very much for being on really great stuff. I appreciate your insight on websites and social media. And uh, we'll let people know about how to get a hold of you. So thanks awesome. a lot, Sam. Thanks so much for having me on. It's been awesome. All right. Thanks, Sam. Hey, everybody. Before you go, thanks a ton for listening to the podcast. We would love it if you dropped us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It'll only take you about four seconds. Last thing, if you're in marketing or you simply love it and want to learn more, subscribe to our email list today. You'll get weekly podcast updates as well as a solid marketing tip delivered right to your inbox. So if you want that tip sent to you every single week, subscribe today at oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast. That's oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast and you'll get marketing advice that you can apply to your company right away. oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast.